I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Hi, welcome back to another episode of Make It Cute. I'm so happy that you're here. Um, I know it's been a little bit since I've put out an episode. February has been such a busy month, um, but I know that you guys have been loving the past couple of episodes, the Am I the Asshole series, the Taylor Swift content. I, I mean, you guys know we talk about everything here. So I'm really excited to be joined by Katie Hess. And I'm going to let Katie introduce herself, but we're going to have a really fun conversation about a, a slurry of things. I mean, if you decide to peek in the description and see what we're going to be talking about. So be it, but I'm not going to spoil it up front. So Katie, um, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much, Miles. I'm so, so I'm so happy to be here. And Katie, just so like, just in case our listeners don't know, please just tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, also, like, you know, as with any guest, we'll have all of the fun, relevant, like handles, socials, websites, whatever the case may be linked in the description. But um, yeah, just tell us a little bit about yourself and your journey. Yeah, so I own a company called Lotus Way. Uh, I'm author of a book called Flower Evolution. And my main goal in life is to reconnect people with nature, um, but also to reconnect people with the greatness of who they are and the potential of who they can be. Um, with a little help from flowers. I work with a, a modality called flower remedies. I love to educate people about it because it's so easy and so simple and it just like takes the edge off of life. So I'm sure we'll be able to talk a little bit about that. And then it um, it's, it's, it goes in so nicely with your cocktails. Um, so I love being able to share about something that's so easy and natural and fun that makes us feel better. I love that. And I think one thing that I try to do with this podcast is 
there are certain episodes that I've put out where I just try and encourage people to kind of be their best selves. And it sounds like, you know, you're doing that with your flower botanicals and elixirs and um, kind of like the mission of your company. And I think that's awesome. And that's one reason why I was super excited to have you on the show, because I think we kind of have very similar goals, just a slightly different way of approaching it. And I think it's just like, whenever, especially with the pandemic, I feel like I mentioned the pandemic on the show so many times just because it's hard to talk about anything currently without recognizing like what's happening. And I think that's part of the reason why I started the show, right? Is because I wanted to find a way to bring more fun, more positivity, and of course, more booze into people's daily lives um, whenever they may have not had that opportunity to go out and hang out and just like when they were feeling down on themselves. So I'm just so excited to kind of get into this conversation. So Katie, you are a business owner. You are an author. Um, tell us a little bit more about yourself. Uh, what are your hobbies? What do you like to do? Do you like to, I, I know that you mentioned you love nature. So do you like to hike or, um, yeah, I'm not going to throw too much out there. Let us know. Oh, oh my gosh. Free time. That's a wild card. Um, I love, yeah, I love spending time in nature, but I live in Phoenix, Arizona. So I'm often in the city. Um, I love meditating. Um, I love dogs. I have one who's scratching at the door, so I'm just going to let her out so she doesn't um, disturb us. Of course. And whenever you get back, I'm super excited to hear more about this dog because I, <laughs> I love dogs and I want to know, you said it's a she? It's a she. It's a it's like a, a cute small pit bull mix and she's the mascot of the school. So in 2020, um, one of my roommates is a teacher and um, my niece was struggling with online schooling. So we we have this 15,000 square foot building called the Sun Center here in Phoenix. And we were like, well, sure, we'll host the school. And then one of our dogs became the mascot of the school. So she's kind of like roaming and it's really nice to have her in our business day, but also she's pretty demanding. <laughs> Oh, I, I can understand. I, it's so funny because I was just recording a podcast that's also on our network. If you guys haven't checked it out, it's hosted by Molly McAleer, who also executively produces the show. It's called Mother May I Sleep With, and it's a lifetime movie podcast. Um, we talked about a really fun movie, but at one point during the episode, she had to end up going to like tend to her cats because it was about 630 on the West Coast, and her cats every day at 630 will vocally tell her like, this is what I need. I need a snack. So I definitely understand like, you know, the, the demands of our furry ones um, <laughs> in our households. I, I wish I had one. I've been trying to get my coworker to let me uh, pet sit for him. And we set a date, but it's a couple months out. Um, <laughs> um, but nonetheless, so uh, you said that you're in Phoenix. So do you find like, this is just like a question I more so have. Being in Phoenix, I feel like notoriously during the summer, it's like hot. So do you summer in Phoenix or do you tend to like go where it's a little bit more like bearable and you can kind of be outside a little bit more? Just more so personal question anytime I talk to anyone from Arizona. Yeah, usually during the summer I travel. So in like 2000, well, for a while, every year summer I was going to Asia. So like 2019 was the last kind of long three-month excursion throughout Asia um, because we're really trying to grow our business in Asia as well. So yeah, summertime is a great time to get out of Phoenix because it's you can fry an egg on your car. Um, but you know what? The last couple of years, I since I didn't really travel, I got a chance to explore some of northern Arizona. And it's funny because it can be 115 degrees here, but if you just drive one or two hours north, it's about 20 degrees cooler. And it's so wow. beautiful. It's just so – Arizona is such a beautiful state. You can come visit anytime. 
I'm I'm going to be there in December 2023 to um walk across the stage because I'm currently going to Arizona State oh, University for my right. master's. That's right. So, that's right. That's right. Yes, uh, we will try and like grab coffee or something whenever I'm there. It'll be December, so it'll be like bearable too, which <laughs> I'm very excited about. It'll be beautiful. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited! And um, for the listeners, what speaking of beautiful things, like Katie has the like most aesthetic background, like so. When I've guests on, we do video like so then we can see each other. But she has like all these flowers and um, plants, and it looks like a wall of botanicals. Are, are those the botanicals that you do through Latest Way? Yep, yep, sure, they sure are. It's nice Amazing. to have a little, a little army of flower elixirs behind me. <laughs> Amazing. And I saw before the show, the, could you tell us a little bit about how they work? Because I, I think I saw you spritzing them um, kind of in the air beforehand. Mm-hmm. And I just, I would love to know a little bit more about that. Yeah. So they've been around for thousands of years. Sometimes, you know, people think, oh, is this a new concept? Um, and you can see them in just about every culture and every continent around the world. Except in the olden days, the way that people took this medicinal was that they would drink the dewdrops from the tops of flowers. Oh, wow. Yeah. So every morning they go out, find a particular flower, drink the dew from that, from the top of that flower. And every single flower has a really different benefit for our mind and heart. Um, so in the 1930s, luckily, there was a doctor who figured out how to scale the dew because we don't even have dew here in Phoenix. <laughs> oh, I can imagine. <laughs> Um, so really what it is, is it's like the supercharged life force of the flower, uh, and it's stored in water and it's stabilized by alcohol. Uh, it's, you know, and now you can bottle it up. So basically like you can bring that power of nature into your everyday life by, you know, just putting a few drops in your coffee, water, tea. And I think for some people who are skeptical, they're like, wait a minute. So you gather flower energy and water, like that sounds super woo woo, right? But if you think about, like, how does a cell phone work, uh, you know, we're sending, you know, podcasts and videos and poetry and music and everything uh, over these invisible waves that we can't see across. Right. Like, it's like absolute madness how it works, right? None of us really understand it. Absolutely. Um, So if you think, like, in terms of the earth is 4.5 billion years old. That's a lot of wisdom. The flowers are like uh, antenna. I think of it as like floral Wi-Fi. So when we walk in the woods or in the desert or in the you know nat- natural setting, we're constantly uploading, downloading information. We just don't think about it because we can't see it. But in the same way that our phone is connected through b- Bluetooth so we can listen to our favorite music on a speaker, the same kind of thing is happening with nature with mother nature and with us. So this is just the way the flower remedies are a way to like bring that into our everyday life since we're not able to necessarily, you know, be like frolicking in the wild flowers every day. <laughs> oh, that's, that is so cool. Um, so the people at home can't really see this, but I was just like hanging on to every single word of that because that's <laughs> such a awesome analogy. Like I feel like one thing that we don't really think about, right. Is that, Technology is a relatively new thing, right? Maybe like the last three to 400 years. Um, and even modern technology and the way that we see it today is probably the last, what, 30 to 40 years. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's just the, the the skeptics or the cynics, I feel like flowers have been along, around for a lot longer than that, right? It's like, and like you said, it's just like this whole network of interconnectedness. And 
Uh, fun fact, mm-hmm. I actually, I have a tattoo of the Celtic tree of life. And in that particular rendition of the tree of life, the roots and the branches are connected. Um, it forms a big circle. And one of the kind of like interpretations of that is that like everything is connected, right? The roots are connected to the branches and everything kind of like is a big network of entities. So I, I, I love that kind of um, description of the flowers and the environment being this way of like uploading and downloading. And maybe that's why whenever we go to the beach, we feel more naturally at ease. There's those cues, whether it's from the water or from the trees or from the the space around us versus whenever we might have. And actually, I'm curious about this. Is there um, do you know of like any like certain emotions that are triggered by certain spaces. Like for me, like whenever I go camping, right during the day, I'm super excited. I love it. I'm energized. There's the sun, the flowers, all that. But at night I have this like sense of anxiety um, because I can't really see past myself. So do you have any examples of like when that has happened? Or even it sounds like you're very well traveled. Have you experienced like those highs and lows or those, you know, that emotional range and diversity um, through natural traveling. Yeah. I mean, I think it's totally natural that you feel different at night than you do during the day um, because there's just such different phenomenon occurring. And there, you know, in terms of places, every place around the world has a sort of kind of quality to it, I noticed. And, And the only reason I noticed it is because of collecting the flower essences and then just seeing what they were all for and seeing what they had in common. I think if you've traveled, you've had that feeling, even just like if you fly to Canada and you get out and then you fly back to the US and you get out, right? Or you fly to Mexico, like places that are really close by, or you know, you fly to Taiwan or Japan, you get out of the plane and you feel that the collective consciousness feels different. Right. Like, you know, I remember even just like going to Canada and then coming back in the US and I was like, my God, we are so stressy here. You know, in comparison, like the energy, you feel it like the moment you get off the plane. So they're they're around the world, there are certain places like where the 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 energy, the botanicals, they all have like a certain theme. So like for example, Iceland is like the center of childlike wonder. Costa Rica is good for like uh, unearthing and dissolving subconscious hidden fears. Southeast Asia is like abundance and prosperity and opportunities and possibilities and clarity about where you're going in life. Um, so, you know, even though each flower is very different and in, in it's like nuance and specificity, the, the areas around the world, absolutely. And I think people are drawn to visit places because they want to absorb more of whatever that place has to offer. And it's a language that we speak. We just don't really know we speak it and we're not, you know, because we can't see it. But even if you just think of like, okay, Miles, like if you close your eyes and you say, like, imagine you're in this like super luscious rose garden, it feels a certain way, totally different from if you transport yourself into an ancient old growth redwood forest in Northern California. Feels totally different than if you mm, bury your face in a giant peony flower, right? Uh, and they can open your eyes if they're closed. We know that the different flowers and botanicals make us feel different, right? And like, 
you probably wouldn't give your lover white daylilies for a special day, right? Or you wouldn't give your mom 12 long stem red roses for Mother's Day. Like these are things we just know inherently. This is a language we already speak. We just don't necessarily know that we speak it. Um, so yeah, absolutely. I mean, these, these, you know, depending on where you go and the things you're drawn to, like you could walk into a flower shop today and you will always be drawn to exactly what you need. Like the, the, the botanical that will offer the benefits that your inner landscape is craving. You'll just go right to it. I, <laughs> wow. Um, I, I'm, I'm like just processing that because like, it was so like, you know, it was, 15 seconds of kind of transporting myself from like place to place, but I could feel it. And <laughs> actually one thing I want to kind of double back to is when you mentioned Iceland is kind of like the, em like emanates this energy of like childlike wonder. I was just in Iceland back in October. Um, and Lucky honestly, it's so true because when I was there, like I just felt so curious and just so like wanting to know more um, I was exhausted. I took a red eye over from New York City and I landed around like 8 a.m. And then I had a 10 hour tour um, of like driving up and down like the country and seeing all these different waterfalls and uh, uh, glaciers and volcanoes and ashy beaches and all this other stuff. And I, every time we went to a new place, I felt like I don't ask these many questions in my daily life, right? Like I'm not always this curious, but I was just so curious. I just wanted to know more. I'm like, why this? Why is Reykjavik named Reykjavik? And um, fun fact is in Norse, uh, Vik is um, bay. And like, if you think about the Vikings or Vikings, it means to hail from the bay. So Reykjavik actually means smoky bay because of the natural steam that pushes up from the ground um, because of the volcanic activity. So it's just, it's so fascinating that like, that was something I didn't even think about. Like, oh, now in personal reflection, I'm thinking, wow, this is so spot on. It, I really like was just curious and like, why? Like, I feel like that's the one thing that when you're talking to a child, right? It's like, you, you'll say something, you'll say the sky is blue and they won't say, okay, the sky is blue. They'll say, why? And then you'll explain, oh, it's uh, it's the light. It's the light refla refraction or whatever the case may be. And they're like, but why? And it's like that consistent like cycle of why. I don't think I felt that in a while, but when I was there, I definitely felt that. Like, why is this happening? Why is this? Tell me more. I want more. I want more. Um, so I, I'm really happy that you mentioned Iceland in, in particular, because that was something that I could really resonate with and something that I really felt. It's there's such purity there. I mean, the fact that you can just like drink the water from any waterfalls and that there are rainbows and you can hear like the earth gurgling as it's like, you know, all the hot steam and juices are coming up. I mean, it's just, oh my God, it's so beautiful there. Absolutely. But um, I guess with the flower botanical, also like talking about like the experience with the roses and the peonies, um, I think that was something that was very just real because it, it does emulate different feelings. And like I have been to like plush rose gardens. Like I thought about my neighbor. She used to grow roses in her garden. And um, unfortunately, one time I fell on a rose bush. That wasn't fun. But the roses themselves were gorgeous to, to look at and like beautiful. And then... <laughs> 
talking about like the California Redwoods, I just flashed back to like when I was in San Fran a couple of years ago and talking about peonies, which are my absolute favorite flower. Um, mm-hmm. And actually, just a sidebar, what are the botanical effects of peonies in general? This is more a selfish question than anything else because I'm curious. Let me ask you a question first because I don't let, – let me just see. Let me ask you a question. Okay, so will you play a little, play along with a little exercise with me? Yes. And to okay. the listeners at home, please play along too. Like yeah, this, this is, is fun, interactive. This is a fun one. Okay. So close your eyes and go back to a time in your childhood when you played around plants or trees or flowers. Mm-hmm. And just think about what you were up to, what you were doing, and see if you can identify a favorite flower or plant or tree. And then See if you can give it three words, like to describe its personality or its character, the way it made you feel, without using color or scent. And then, when you're ready, open your eyes. Tell me what you're thinking, what it is, and the three words used to describe it. So, <laughs> I think the flower. Oh my gosh, I, I can't even remember the name of it. It's, I think it's a perennial flower, um, but. And I'm going to describe it by color, but I'll give you the three words after, because maybe you'll know the name of the flower. Um, It's this flower that has a purple, um, it's like lavender purple on top. Um, It's like very short, um, like petals. But the thing that I remember most about it is that it smelled like onions. Onions. And I think it was like a perennial flower. I I grew up in uh, Pennsylvania. Huh. Yeah, it it smelled like green onions. Um, and was it an onion? It it very well could have been. Um, I knew I I believe it was a perennial type of flower where you know like it came back every year. Um, yes. and it didn't like need like that much attention. But I I felt curious. I feel like that's one of the words. Um, mm-hmm. because this was the same neighbor who grew the roses in her garden. Like I like so the way that the house was set up was, um there was the street down here. And then there was this big long driveway that my neighbor and I shared. And at each end of the driveway, it kind of forked into a Y there was my house. And then there was my neighbor's house. So we were these two houses on a hill on a otherwise flat street. Um, So like we shared kind of like a very special connection because we had our own little community up there, right. Of just these two houses. But I felt curious. I felt hungry. I, Maybe it's just the fact that it's around dinner time in New York City, and maybe I'm just projecting. But you know, I loved onions, and I still love onions to this day. And I think that might be part of the stem of it because I wasn't a super curious eater when I was a kid. I was very much like cut and dry. But ne- ever since, like you know, I have my background now in food and cocktails, and I'm a very curious and a very adventurous eater. And um, I felt I felt sad because when my neighbor told me that. They were going to die. Like, it was like a sad, hopeful mix because, like, they, my neighbor said, Oh, well, they're going to die, you know, but they'll come back next year. I was like, I, I, I mean, I was like five or six, and I'm like, Well, I don't want them to die. Like, I just want them to be here, like, all year. I want to, like, see these guys all year. Um, so I feel like those were the, the four emotions I sent, uh, I, I felt, or the four words that I felt in that moment. And what's one flower that you just love today that you just, is just super intrigues you? today gardenias and um, what are what are three words to describe a gardenia um three words to describe a gardenia 
nostalgic. Um, the reason why I love gardenias is because it's my mom's favorite flower and, uh, she doesn't do well with fresh flowers, but she would have the scent of gardenias throughout the house. And it's just like a very comforting, nostalgic sense. My mom's still alive. I feel like I should preface this. Like, it's not like a, oh, like I'm remembering her. It's like, just like a, a nostalgic scent. Um, cause I feel like scent is just such a strong, um, connector with memory. Um, but nostalgic, um, delicate. Because they are just very like frail and fragile. Um, and another word to describe a gardenia light. The scent of them is just, it's so recognizable, but it's so light. It's just comforting to an extent. And I feel like I'm giving all these additional words with these, but like I'm going to, I'm going to stick with nostalgic. It's okay. Delicate and light. <laughs> okay. So the first exercise is. And I hope your listeners, uh, you know, wrote down some words because it's pretty interesting. The first exercise, usually you describe your childhood flower in the words that you bring your greatest, in the words that are the way that you bring your greatest gifts into the world. So the way that you, Miles, bring your greatest gifts into the world is by your curiosity, um, your hunger. And so hunger could mean anything, right? It doesn't necessarily mean like, I want to fill my belly. It could be like hunger to learn more or hunger to share. Um, and then the third was, uh, you said, sad, hopeful, which also seems a little bit like a recognition of impermanence, a recognition that things change, a recognition that things don't always last forever. So those would be the way that you bring your greatest gifts into the world. Does that resonate? It, it it honestly does. <laughs> um, I, I think in a very relevant, real um, example is I went to school for accounting um, with minor in law and uh, business computers, whatever. I'm now currently getting my master's in psych. <laughs> and it was because I was sitting here and I was just like, I just want to know more. Like I had that hunger to keep learning. I was feeling a little bit complacent and just recognizing like, how am I going to leave my mark on the world? What's a way that I can do that? And the reason why I started my master's program was actually because I wanted to talk about the disparity or the gap between conversations about mental health and um, just mental well-being in corporate America. So I feel like that all three of those just very much hit. Like, yeah, that that resonated a little too well. Are, are you sure you you didn't look me up beforehand? <laughs> And then the second exercise of something you're intrigued with today is typically what you're wanting to move more into or what you're wanting to expand within yourself or grow within yourself. So you said nostalgic, connector, connection, delicate, which I could also interpret as like vulnerable um, and lightness and comfort. So maybe I would just say based on what you said, you're in a particular spot in your life where you are moving into more connection, vulnerability, and finding comfort and lightness in that rather than have it be scary. Does yeah, that, that that also resonates. That is that is such a cool, like such it's a, a cool, trick. <laughs> yeah, no, that is so cool. Cause it, it does resonate a lot. I think right now one thing I'm working on and that I have been working on for the past like year or so is my relationships with you know, my family with my friends and just very much like finding that new 
newfound comfort within those relationships and like not even comfortability of like being able to like have them a part of my support network, but also comfortability in the sense of just existing and being with that. So I, that also very much resonates with me. Oh my gosh. I, <laughs> I'm, I'm flustered. I didn't expect to, to be exposed <laughs> like this today. <laughs> And then we'll go back to your original question, um, which I promised I'd get back to. I just was curious if Peony was going to be in the mix. But Peony, because you asked about Peony, Peony is like the super driver at abundance and prosperity. It's like, you know, if you've ever buried your face in one, it's just wow. And it gives us that sense of awe and gratitude of what we have in life, which then creates even more. So it's like the quintessential flower for dissolving anything in our DNA around scarcity or lack or not enoughness and really amplifying possibilities, money, prosperity, anything we would consider to be abundance. That's peony. Peony, that also resonates with me. And I think that's why I love them. It's like, (laughs) it's funny because the the one thing that I, I'm not even in a relationship um, and I'm preferencing that because the one thing I'm most afraid for my wedding expenses is the fact that I want exclusively peonies at every single table and how expensive that's going to be. So it's like, I think, you know, whenever it comes to like money and financial security and prosperity, that is something very much on my radar at all times is where can I, you know, always like increase uh, revenue or decrease expenses personally, at least. Um, so I so think- you Fill your peony budget. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the only reason I work today is just so that I can have a sea of peonies <laughs> at my wedding. <laughs> You're going to have to have a summer wedding. <laughs> oh, exactly. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That is – wow. I, it, it's – so if I was in a position where I felt like I was lacking one of these, mm-hmm. the elixirs would be a good thing to add to mm-hmm. my um, to my routine, right? I think that we're in a position like where maybe essential oils were in the 1980s or 90s. Like, you know, maybe some of the hippie moms are giving their kids lavender, but now it's like everybody knows what lavender oil is. And flower elixirs, they're different from essential oils because they don't have a scent, but they're kind of like at that timing that essential oils were in the 80s, 90s, where some people know about them. Not everybody knows about them. But I honestly, Miles, think that this is going to be one of the you know natural medicines of the future because, because we're working so much with electronics, because, because we're human and being human is not easy, right? Being human is hard. And I feel like it's just kind of gotten even harder and harder and harder, like over the years. So, you know, especially the last couple of years. So like, it's normal that all of us have moments where we feel lonely or we feel like, am I making a difference? Or we feel um, isolated, like talk about the last couple of years, isolated or under attack from our families who don't understand us or um, or we want to sleep better. Or we want more laughter. Or we just need more energy. Absolutely. You know, or, or like we have childhood stuff going on that's like limiting us in some way and we just like want to get to the bottom of it. So like all these things, there's a flower for it. It's unbelievable. Um, Any kind of like neurotic, neurosis, crazy, you know, anyone can come out with me with the thing that they think is like the craziest, not crazy. There's a flower for it. We're we're all so human and it's so normal. And, and, And the fact that there's something natural and gentle and even babies can have it and pregnant moms and you can feel better within a few days. 
without pharmaceuticals, without side effects. It's like awesome. That is awesome. <laughs> like it, and actually like before the before the show I was saying that, you know, I'm feeling a little tired and a yeah. little just, you know, maybe stressed out. And I think this might be just like the perfect time to kind of introduce our cocktail for today's episode because yeah, yeah we are so human. And also as a 24 going on 25 year old human, I do like to drink. So is there, okay. do, do you have a recipe you can share with us? Yes. This is happy hour time. Okay. So I hear you. You don't have, you're, you're feeling a little rundown. You, you need a little energy. My question for you would be if I were your bartender. Um, is like, is it more, is it more like a physical rundown? Like you just literally like want to take a nap. And so you just need like a physical boost of energy or is it that you want more inspiration and, and laughter or, um, is it that you just have like too many things on your plate or you just want to feel more calm? Like which of those? So like. Why are you low energy? If, if there was a option E, all of the above, I would select that. But <laughs> so we can file down. Um, I think. <laughs> I think right now, um, well, one thing that you know I, I kind of mentioned a little bit is wearing a couple of different hats throughout the week, right? I do podcasting, I host, and I sometimes guest on other people's podcasts. I still want to maintain a social life. I'm a grad student. I work in private equity. Um, yes. And it's like, I think my brain is, it never really wants to turn off. And yeah. I think that might be why I'm feeling a little bit run down is because it's just going and going and going. And there's no like, there's no mental break. So maybe I guess the last option where, or a combination of the last two options of having too much on my plate and wanting to just feel like a little bit more calm and feeling like, hey, Mr. Mm -hmm. Mr. Brain up there, you can, you can shut off for a little bit. You okay, can, let's like, take a break. <laughs> let's do an experiment and see if what you said you needed is what you're drawn to flower-wise. And I hope you can see this. I'm sorry, listeners, that you can't see this, but I'm just going to show them real quick. I um, can. Some, photo some photographs. And you tell there's only six. So just kind of get a good look. And then you're going to tell me which one that you're most drawn to. All right. Um, these flowers are beautiful for the people who can't see it at home. They're okay. Last one. Anything stand out to you? Okay, I think the second one was what I was most drawn to. Oh, this um, one. Yeah, I, I feel like it just looks like a vacation. Like, and I think that's when my brain is like, "Hey, you ne you need a trip, or you need to like cut back okay. a little." <laughs> that is so perfect. You have no idea how perfect it is. Let me. Take you on a trip here. It's called the Radiant Energy Mango Ginger Smoothie. That sounds delicious. That's kind of like going to a tropical island. You want to hear what's in it? Absolutely. Do you want to know like just the ingredients or the measurements or? Uh, you can give me the ingredients. And then for the listeners, like I, I think a lot of us can probably re relate to like needing that radiant energy. We'll put um, a link to the recipe or we'll put the recipe itself in the in the description with the measurements. Okay. So inside, this is kind of like a, a, a little tropical island vacation. It's um, fresh orange juice, coconut milk, Ooh. mango, banana, shredded coconut, fresh grated ginger. Yum. Uh, rum, 
your favorite rum, whatever. Love it. And then what you do is you take the radiant energy elixir, which has flower essences for boosting your body's natural energy. So you drop that in the drink and then you mist on top of it because in the mist, we add essential oils and actually does have a scent. So you put the supercharged flower juice inside the drink and then you mist it, which is Palo Santo and Douglas fir. So it's kind of like when you put that drink up to your mouth, first you'll be like smelling the Palo Santo. It's kind of like a little ceremony in your nose. And then you'll get the tropical energy smoothie drink. (laughs) I I love that. And okay. So I love that for like a slew of reasons. It's so thoughtful because one thing that I feel like a lot of people don't realize, and I think I've talked about it a couple of times on the show is you drink not only with your eyes, not only with your mouth, but also with your nose. Like the first thing that I will be excited for a cocktail is if it smells nice and if it has a nice ambiance as I'm lifting it to my mouth. That's actually like, I'm not a sommelier or anything like that, but I'm pretty sure that's like a part of like when you're drinking and tasting wine is that you want to get the smell of it because you're going to kind of taste and appreciate the notes a little bit more. Mm -hmm. So I just love how thoughtful it is. And then also all the ingredients in it just sound like things that like will make me feel better. Just coconut and ginger. I love ginger. I put in all my, anytime I'm sick, I put ginger in my soup because it just adds this like warming feeling like, and I I believe ginger helps with digestion, but um, I love ginger. So like when I heard fresh ginger, I was just like, you had me. I mean, you had me at the beginning. Like, and then you said, I love every ingredient. I'm just like, so like excited about I'm actually gonna have to so I'm one thing that I do for my own like mental peace and to like disconnect is I have things called me weekends so this actually upcoming weekend is a me weekend where I don't make any plans um I just keep it completely reserved for anything I need to do for myself and it's not like groceries it's not um chores it's literally whatever I want to do that weekend. So tomorrow I'm getting a facial and I'm going to take myself out to lunch, but I'm also going to pick up the ingredients because this sounds fabulous. <laughs> wow. I want to meet weekend too. That's such a great idea. I'm going to, after we stop recording, I'm going to get your mailing address and I'll send you the radiant energy so you can add that to the mix. Oh, thank you. Oh my gosh. Yes. I, I'm so excited. Um, And I was looking through your website like right before we got on and everything just looks fantastic i mean it's the website is beautiful itself and your social media profiles are also just very aesthetic and like i it made me want to go outside and run honestly i don't (laughs) even run like um i always make the joke it's 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 not a great joke it's not original but it's like cardio i don't speak spanish um so but literally just kind of like seeing like the botanicals and seeing like your just energy and your presence. And I'm sure the listeners can even attest like after like hearing our conversation. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% back at hundreds of stores and it's all happening this week, May 6th to May 13th. It's the perfect time to shop for everything on your list for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. I know I'm using this week to stock up on some warmer weather essentials at Ray-Ban and Ulta, and I love that Rakuten even helps me save on travel at sites like Hotels.com. Rakuten really is the best way to shop, and you can save even more by stacking cash back on top of deals. Plus, during Big Give Week, that cash back is bigger than ever. 
With Rakuten, membership is free. And when you sign up and shop today, you get an extra 10% cashback boost. That's an extra 10% cashback on top of the 15% cashback. You won't see higher cashback rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. your connection with nature is just so unmatched to like people that I've naturally experienced in life. It is so refreshing too. And I think it gives me a new outlook as I'm going through my day and seeing different ways like, Oh, am I having an off day because I'm not getting enough vitamin D or maybe I didn't like have that like exposure to like the, the flowers or plants because there's some days where if I'm in my apartment, the only thing that's living in my apartment right now is myself um, and maybe some moldy cheese in the back of my fridge if I haven't cleaned it out. Um, other than that, everything in my apartment isn't necessarily living. And, you know, I, I have candles. I have, like, whatever the case may be to try and add life to it. But I think maybe now what I'm thinking is maybe I'm so stressed because I need that, like, little bit of, like, boost from nature, and I'm not getting it whenever I'm locked in my apartment all day. Um, so I guess you, you mentioned earlier that you have a couple different hobbies, but the one that I actually kind of wanted to double back to was you said that you like to meditate. And I think one thing that I'm curious is, do you spray the elixirs before you meditate? Does it help aid? Um, I'm just, I'm very curious about all this and I feel like I'm just asking a million questions. So I'm sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, that's your, no, that's your job. So <clears throat> it's like meditation in a bottle. Um, you can literally use it anytime, but absolutely. I have some right next to where I do meditation every morning and I, you know, uh, apply the anointing oils and mis- I used radiant energy actually this morning, the one you picked. Um, and I think there's one thing that flower essences and meditation have in common. And that is that they adjust and align our inner world. And when our inner world is aligned, our outer world reflects back differently to us. I mean, I think we forget this all the time. I try to remind myself this as much as I possibly can, that we are creating our reality. We are not living a life of, of like, oh, something's just happening to me and I'm such a victim. Like, we create it. We we have the power to create it. And oftentimes what's being reflected to us from the outer world is how we are on the inside. So if we can use things like going out into nature or meditation practice, which I, I do every day and I don't know how people survive without it. I can't um, recommend it enough along with flower essences, which is like, if you don't have time to meditate, if you just get the flower essences, it's like meditation in a bottle. All of those things help us have vast mind versus small mind. Like, you know, that feeling, Miles, when you go outside, maybe you're in a park and you see a huge tree, or maybe you look at the beach and the ocean, or you see like a mountain landscape and suddenly you feel small. Absolutely. You're just like, 
whoa, like kind of, or like Iceland, you know, you just get that like breathtaking beauty of mother nature and you feel tiny. But when you feel so tiny, you start to feel one with everything. And then you feel like you had said before, like uh, that interconnectedness. And then you feel that you are as vast as that mountain. You are as vast as that waterfall, the beach, the tree, right? And so all of these things, for me, I find from personal experience to be invaluable at helping me come back to a vast mind versus like getting into like a little tiny thinking, figure it outy, struggling, suffering, pain, like tiny box, right? Like we can either be in the tiny box and just like run loops and knots around ourselves, or we can access, you know, whether it's through nature, meditation or flower essences or me weekends, um, that kind of open, spacious, vast mind, which then in turn reflects a reality externally back to us that is much more like wild and free and spacious. That was, that was beautiful. I'm, I'm like, actually like, just like, wow. Um, I think that is such, I, I keep using the word refreshing, but that's like the word that comes to mind with this conversation and with this like, kind of like refresh of thinking, right? I think aligning our thoughts to think big and not be small and to not get within ourselves and not to like get down on ourselves. It's so easy to be your worst critic, your worst enemy to be like, you're small, like you're insignificant, you're unimportant. But I think having that self-reflection and realizing that you're part of this bigger, grander thing of life, it's just, it's amazing. And the, the fact that, you know, I, I just, one thing that I feel like I need to start doing that I'm like resonating from this conversation is just really kind of take a step back and reflect and just realize how much more is out there. Like I live in a concrete jungle. It was in that song, you know, about New York, concrete jungle, whatever the case may be. But I think one thing that I just need to start thinking about more is just ways to reconnect and thank you. Just, I, I mean, this has been just, I I don't know. It's like transformative. Like whenever you kind of watch like a plant that you plant the seed, right. And then you water it, you put it in the sun or you don't depending upon what plant it is. And then you see it bloom. Like, I feel like it's so transformative. And I feel like this is the planting of the seed. And I'm hoping that people at home are also resonating with this. Like thinking about ways that you can change and transform your daily routine, your daily life in order to kind of have this place where you can end up blooming. And there is one really cool thing I want to share. I think that that will blow your mind because it blew my mind Um, because there's right. There's the, like, I just want to transform my mind so I can feel better. But then what you were saying about sometimes we feel small and powerless, like, well, who am I really? And and what difference do I make? Or what am I really here to do? Or like, oh my God, there's so many problems. Like how can little old me make a difference, right? So there was this 10-year study in Boston where they looked at the, a large group of people. And here's what they found. It is crazy. They found that if your friend's friend's friend became wildly happy that has more of a beneficial effect on you than if I put $5,000 cash in your pocket. Huh? 
Okay, so okay, I'm then, ready to to understand okay. why that is because 5K okay. sounds great, <laughs> right? 5K sounds great, and then the converse is true. If you become wildly happy, that has more of a beneficial effect than on on your friends, friends, friend. This is someone you don't even know. More of a beneficial effect on them than if someone put five thousand dollars cash in their pocket. So what that means is, if you even if you're living in a concrete jungle in New York City, you take a me weekend. Right. It mean, okay, so it means that like in every moment, our state of mind is impacting people that we love and we know and also people that we don't know that we're in this spider web of connection every moment. Like that's almost scary, like how powerful we are. Right. And uh, like what if there's somebody in apartment 9F who's like really, really down, super depressed? Maybe they haven't left the house in a while maybe they lost a loved one and they're just really struggling. But then there's you in apartment 3C or whatever. You're close by, right? And you took a me weekend and you're in your bubble bath and you're like laughing and you're listening to music and you're having a great time and you're dancing naked in your room or whatever. And suddenly that person in the other apartment is like, oh, I just feel this like wave of okayness. I think I'm going to be okay because of what you're doing in your apartment. You know, so if if all of us, I think, took that to heart and really had a sense of that more often of how freaking powerful we are, that we impact people that we don't even know in every moment, like, how could we not hold ourselves as precious? How could we be hard on ourselves? How could we hate ourselves? How could we be self-critical when we're that, like, creatively powerful? Wow. <laughs> I, I've had a lot of guests on this show. Um, you know, I think I've probably had people of all different um, backgrounds, but I've never been left speechless the way that I have been after oh, like having a conversation and just engaging with a another person. I think there's been so many just nuggets of wisdom and just ways to kind of like transform your outlook. Um, that you've given. And I mean, it's, it's so crazy to, to think about that, right? Me just operating in my daily life, not recognizing how many other people it affects and how many other people will affect me. So it's, I, I mean, putting all this into perspective, it's just, it, it's, it's amazing. I, it really is. And I think we're at this like bizarro time in our lives where the world and the collective is going through this massive purification. And it's freaking hard. It's right. been hard. The last couple of years have been hard, right? For every one of us. Uh, and so I guess the last thing I would just want to leave your listeners with is like, it's so natural to struggle it's so normal. It's so human. And like all of those parts of us that show up and have a rough time are so lovable. And um, as we move through this like crazy wild ride of human, I, I mean, I think it's like a time of purification and expansion. Like nobody really knows what's going on or what's coming next, right? I mean, we kind of are like living our lives as, as if everything's kind of normal, but like there's a lot of unknown going on right now, and a lot, right, we don't know what's happening. Like, like old structures are being like composted, and we don't know what's coming next. Um, so, whatever you can do to support all the parts of yourself, to nourish yourself, to love yourself, 
um, because you do make such a big difference in the world. And um, I know that myself and my team here in Phoenix are always happy for people to call and email and DM us if you want to be connected to a, a flower like we did with Miles here. And um, we're just like happy to help in any way. Oh, that's amazing. Thank you so much, Katie. I've so enjoyed our conversation. It's been so fun. And like I said, just it's really put things into perspective for me. And um, we'll have all of your, you know, your handles, your book, uh, your website, everything will be linked in the bio uh, description for everyone to go check out the amazing Katie has. I'm so happy that you're able to join us. And thank you so much for just leaving the listeners with such valuable pieces of knowledge. Um, and do you have any kind of, I, I know that was kind of the final words, but do you have any final, final words before we, we close this out? I would just say that, um, I mean, and I think this comes out of me personally having gone through the birth canal of a, probably one of the most challenging times of my life. So I understand and have so much compassion for anybody who's having a rough time right now. And it is, it's like you've got to be your own best friend. We are so freaking hard on ourselves. You know, we're, we get so down on ourselves. Um, and there comes a point where we have to like take our devotion and turn it back towards ourselves. Enough looking outside, enough wanting this from that other person outside of us, enough wanting, you know, someone to love us. Like, no, stop. Like, it has to start from right here. Like, we have to love ourselves. That's where it starts. We must cultivate that love and compassion from within. And I know it sounds like, you know, it sounds like it could be easy or sounds simple. It's not really easy. It's really hard. Um, but at a certain point, I think mm, you got to do whatever you got to do to find a way to cultivate that love for yourself, because then I think we really do become free. Wow. I, I'm not even going to, I'm going to leave it at that. <laughs> I think that's what I kind of want the last kind of resonating thing to be with the listeners. So Katie, thank you again so much for all of your wisdom and all of your advice. And again, all of your bio, all of her links will be linked in the description and I will catch you guys on the next episode of Make It Cute. Um, yeah. From both of us, we'll see you later. Bye.